This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome to the Nakuda podcast for Parshas Pinchas. We're back together now, Chutz uh, Laaretz and Eretz uh, Yisrael, all on the same page, same parsha. <clears throat> okay, this week, rather than discussing the whole uh, episode of Pinchas and uh, his act of Kanuis, which is usually the focus of people talking about this parsha, even though the actual event occurred in the previous parsha. Um, I would like to talk about something that is maybe not discussed as much, and I think is extremely important in terms of our um, experience of Yiddishkeit, of, of a Jewish life, Torah life as a whole. Um, and it is no gain to this parsha because the vast majority of the parsha is talking about two things: the uh, census, um, the numbers involved in the uh, shvatim, how much how many people were in each tribe, and also the uh, Yom Toivim, which are the um, some of the laws of the Kabbanis involved with all of the uh, festivals. So, um, I'd like to touch on a really, really basic concept which is uh, relevant to both of those areas, and that is something we called Oilam Shona Nefesh. The, I think the first reference to this uh, phrase is actually from Sefer Yitzira, which is one of the first, uh, one of the very early Kabbalist form we have. Some call it the Medrash of Avrum, you know. Uh, it goes way back, and there are a lot of uh, commentaries on it. And um, it's talking about the basic building blocks of uh, the creation of the world. So basically what we're talking about here is three really basic parameters. I may have discussed it sometime in the past because it's kind of a favorite theme with me. Uh, recently I got even more into it, like I'm uh, getting to a you know deeper dimension of, of what, it's, what, what it's talking about. Um, basically, it's breaking down virtually all of existence into three categories. One is oilam, which is space. Uh, the other one is shuna, which is time. And uh, nefesh, which is uh, soul. Space, time, and soul. Sounds very... Um, very, uh, you know, new age, you know. Um, this is um, maybe a, a bit of a simplified, I you know, like to say oversimplified way of looking at life, but I think it's uh, extremely instructive because it kind of, just as we talk about three dimensions in space as being, uh, you know, length, length, width, and depth, um, when we talk about all of reality in terms of these three dimensions, we're basically saying that this is how we can experience uh, everything, every aspect of life um, with the things that really matter and the things that we have some choice about manipulating, about, about uh, managing. And if we manage our lives with a total awareness of what is involved with space, time, and uh, soul, then we have a 
much uh, better chance of being successful with it and uh, using it in a meaningful way. When we just kind of go around uh, without a, a, a clear consciousness of what these things are and, and an idea of you know mastering these things to be the the most meaningful and the most productive that we can possibly make them, um, if we go around without that consciousness, we have a, a tremendous um, likelihood of wasting the, the, the potential that, that lies in those things and, uh, and just going around with kind of a, a very vague, unclear uh, concept of what life is about. This, this kind of focuses us on the things that really count. <clears throat> so what are we really talking about? Just to talk about it uh, briefly, and in terms of the way the Parsha relates to it, it's pretty obvious. The, the aspect of, of, of location is perhaps less of a uh, focus in this particular parsha, there are other parshas that deal with, um, for example, the uh, the apportioning of the land in Israel to the specific tribes. Shvatim is a very um, uh, direct reference to the idea of space. Um, that is, you know, the actual location of where the uh, tribes would be in in terms of of, of Eretz Yisrael, space of Eretz Yisrael. Uh, also, what we had uh, in previous parts about the uh, regarding to the travels through the midbar also had a lot of uh, focus on the idea of uh, uh, issue of space. Um, also, even the, the concept of the Mishkan Bader Klal was a way of how we relate to space. So, obviously, all of these things are there in the background in this parsha as well. You can't have a Kabbalist without a Mishkan, and you can't have. Um, uh, you can't, you know, talk about the Shvotim without talking about, you know, where they are, where what, where they're inhabiting, these kinds of stuff. So it's all, it's it's definitely there, but it's not the focus of this particular parsha. This particular parsha is obviously about the other two, which is talking about, you know, the the uh, the the moyadim, which is specifically talking about the use of time. That's the moyadim uh, occur within time and are 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 defined in terms of when they are. Um, in terms of the lunar calendar, which is uh, this whole relationship of um, of the moon to uh, time, which is also uh, a a hint of the fact that time and space are actually ultimately related in a, in a kind of a causatory way. In other words, we really experience time, and this is uh, it's, it's set up also in, in, in my Sabratius like this, that Hashem created the, the moon and the, the sun and the moon and the stars as the markers for time, that this is how we measure time and this is how we experience time is in terms of the day and night and the months and the years and all this kind of thing. So this is, uh, it's, it's, it's really on the basis of the position of the moons and the stars, which are taking place in space, and that's what, that defines our time. So obviously space and time are very much related. There's also an idea of, you know, travel time. Your, your, your time travel through space takes a certain amount of time. Uh, and what's interesting is that it shows the flexibility there is that there's a concept of kvitsa saderach, which means that we can, if we shorten the time that it takes to get to a certain space, so moving through space in time, and the fact that that time is itself flexible in terms of how fast we go, then um, that's a very interesting, uh, a very interesting thing to note is that that 
that is a, shows a certain flexibility in the concept of time. At any rate, um, and then of course nefesh is you know when you count the the yidden that are in each shevet. So obviously this is talking about the importance of every soul of every every nefesh. In, in Israel is counts for something. He's uh, it's he's important. He uh, he's to be uh, to be noted, to be t- taken seriously, to be counted, to be is significant. Um, so that's the idea of nefesh being expressed here as well, and that's why we spend so much time on counting the shvatim because we want to emphasize that concept. It was one reason anyway. We want to emphasize that importance, that this is what's really significant, is each nefesh counts. Each nefesh is uh, something of, uh, of great, great value, and that's, you know, that's what the world is, is, is uh, holding up on. Uh, it's also not only... All right, so this gets into the next level of what we're talking about when we talk about space-time and, uh, and, and nefesh, that each one of these things can be compared to a tree in the sense that there are... There's a certain hierarchy, a certain structure that uh, goes from uh, the you know some original point and then expands in an orderly way to create a, multi- a multiple a multiplicity of uh, of uh, items, whatever. Uh, it expands and it expands from one point and branches out until it gets to a much larger point. And this is really one of the things that came to my attention. Um, I believe I saw this in the Ramak in, in, in the Pardis, talking about the, the structure of time um, in terms of going from, again, the point and then branching out to a multiplicity of, uh, of entities. Um, and he breaks it down to the idea of starting with the Yoivel, which is like the, 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 the uh, single largest span of time that fits into one... Uh, term one category uh, to break up time in that sense is the Yovel is a is comprises um, seven shmitas of each one of seven years. So there's an idea of this the shmita of, of the Yovel being one, and that being broken down into seven groups of seven. After which you have the Yovel. Uh, and each, then you go into each one of those seven. So now you've got, you know, those 50 years of the Yoivel, seven times seven plus one. Then you take each of those sets, which is itself called a Shemitah, so the seven, and, and, and that, uh, is, is, is comprised, each Shemitah itself is comprised also of seven years, of which the last of which is called the year of the Shemitah itself. And then you take each year of the Shemitah, and you break that down, and you realize that there's 12 months of the year, um, which is six times six, which is also significant. Um, getting into the uh, creating the, ent- the 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 unit of a year shana, and that, of course, you know, then you get the seven shana of the of the of the sh- that go into the shemitah. Then you take each of those months and you break that up into four weeks, so that becomes the four weeks of the month. And each of those weeks is broken down into into Shabbos, and each Shabbos is broken up into seven days of the week, which the last one is Shabbos. And then each day is broken up into a day of 24 hours, uh, which is broken up into six hours of the day and six hours of the night. So there's a very, very orderly 
um, progression that is almost like a tree. It's, it's an upside-down tree, I guess, where the root of it is the yoival at the very top. And then that's breaking down little by little until you get a multiplicity of, of ultimately days, which comes out to be like 7 times 7 times 12 times 30, something like that. And it was, you didn't, you have to, I didn't work out the math, but you, know, you get a lot of days by the end of all that, all the, all the days in the yoival, you have quite a few days. But it's not just like you, know, you count up a certain number of hundreds of, you know, hundreds of thousands or whatever days, and you get a yoival. It's broken up little by little. This is, this is you know, uh, categories and then subcategories and subcategories of those and subcategories of those. It's a very orderly progress. So that is a tree. The same thing we talk about genealogical trees in the area of nefesh. We have, you know, some ancestor here. We talk about Odomarishon or you talk about Shays or whatever, and you break those down into families, and those families are broken down, you know, you know, multiply, and then those are broken down into families and broken down into into whole nations, and they're broken down into, you know, uh, in the course of the Eden, you have the tribes, the Shvotim, and then each Shavit is broken up into families, and each family is broken up into, you know, its subfamilies, and so on, and it keeps multiplying like that, and you can create charts, you can create, you know, an actual uh, visualization of that family tree or whatever to break down all the different nations of the world and in all the ways that these are organized. But it's, again, taking something that started from one point and, and continues to be broken down and broken down and broken down in an orderly fashion to create the multiplicity which we experience today as being, you know, the whole, the whole world. And that's, you know, that's what you see in the, um, in the breakdown of, uh, of the genealogy that's presented to us in the Parsha. And then we have, so we've covered now um, the aspect of, of time and the aspect of soul. And in terms of space, so there, I mean, if you want to go beyond the breakdown of, uh, of the, the earth into its continents and then into its, uh, its, its, its genealogical, uh, uh, sorry, uh, geological boundaries into countries and then countries into cities and cities into and neighborhoods and neighborhoods into streets and streets into houses and houses into, you know, whatever. You keep breaking those things down into smaller and smaller um, uh, entities which create a greater and greater, you know, multiplicity of uh, a variety of, of, of entities. And, but then again, it's also something which can be broken down and defined and understood uh, in, in, in that sense, in terms of, of space. But then you can also go into the concept of higher worlds. You know, the Kabbalah deals with the idea of, you know, there being ultimately four worlds, and then each of those worlds being broken down into, uh, you know, let's see, let's see, let's see, and each one of those is broken down into the spheres, and each of the spheres is broken up into the subspheres, and sub, and sub, and sub, and it keeps broken down to smaller, smaller subdivisions. And that's also in a very orderly way. And again, it's starting out with one beginning of everything, and then uh, that, you know, Kessler of uh, Atzilus or whatever, and, and the Warren Soif or whatever, and that keeps getting broken down and broken down into smaller and smaller entities. So it's very, very interesting that we have uh, in the area of, of, of all three areas, all these three parameters of Oilam, Shana, and Nefesh, um, this same kind of, of idea of a structure, of going from a point to 
it in an orderly fashion. There's a breakdown in branches and branching out and branching out until we get this, this multiplicity. So that is very significant. Then the other aspect that's so significant is that the other aspect that's so significant is that there's a tremendous interaction, as we saw between the uh, idea of the uh, Shona and, and Oilam, in the sense of space, excuse me, the space in terms of, of the, the planetary movements affect time. Um, so there's a direct interaction between the two. Uh, then you have you know seasons and uh, changes and all kinds of things that, that that go on in in space according to you know the change in the movements of the stars and constellations and planets and everything else and how that affects the seasons the seasons affect the the you know the weather that we experience on a daily basis is determined by the position of all these planetary things but that's also according to cycles that happen within time and then you know how we react to that is we interact with these cycles and changes and uh, into in, in what's going on in our environment with specific mitzvahs that are related to those things. I mean, we have all kinds of mitzvahs, agricultural mitzvahs that, that relate to uh, uh, to how we uh, till the fields and how we we respond to those you know changes in in, in climate and and in, in in weather and all that kind of thing. And then it also, of course, affects our our uh, service of Hashem, because we're serving Hashem, just, just like we see that the animals and the birds and things respond to the changes between day and night and light and darkness, so we respond on a more sophisticated level to even on the level of Shabbos, we, we, we completely change our, our, our behavior on Shabbos and, you know, Rosh Chodesh and the uh, Yom and everything else, which is all, all time-based, so that's an interaction between between nefesh, you know, the soul, and time, which is going according to these um, these uh, determinations, and then all, then we have a whole set of mitzvahs which are tuli on on living in Eretz Yisrael, which is space oriented. So the space is affecting us in our uh, our relation our, our relationship with that as well. And then again, going to a higher level of, of uh, kabbalistic sources. When we're talking about the the avoida of tefillah, we're talking about you know how we daven, how we how our, the structure of of, uh, of the tefillahs. These are also structured in terms of of, of time, um, in terms of being you know certain the, the, which tefillahs we daven is dependent on the time of the day, and again the time of the week and the time of the month and the time of the year. They're all all this is affected by time, um, but it's also it's also a question of how we uh, experience the individual tefillah itself, because as we said before, there's a concept of oilimus, and according to Kabbalah, what we're supposed to experience is an elevation over the course of chakras, for example, we start in oilimasiya, the lowest level, and then we're going up into oilimatsira and oilimabriya and oilimatsilis, it's a progression of an upward movement so that's as if we're moving through space on a, a spiritual level, and but that's affecting our nefesh because then we, we we have these aspects of the nefesh as well, and the nefesh itself is um, is comprised of the nefesh riach neshama and shabbos chayin yichida, which means that we're going up through our own nefesh, a level nefesh through the oilamis, which is nefesh uh, which is a, a related to, to space, 
and then also during chakras, which is related to time. So, and, it's, and of course, the whole thing's taking place in time anyway. So, these are all, again, combined and interreacting because of the fact that the nefesh is something that dwells within us and we are interacting with what's happening over time and space. So if we go through life with just kind of oblivious to where we are, and, you know, all the bits of Stilivoras, if I didn't mention that, um, the, the, uh, if we're, we're, we're going through life without knowing who we are and where we are at, every, at any given point, both within our own aspects of our own nefesh, and where we are in terms of our relationship with what's going on around us, in terms of where we are and what, what time it is, you know, when it is, what, where are we in time. So if we're able to, to the extent that we're not just allowing our minds to wander to whatever they happen to be thinking about or obsessing about a particular thing that's going to happen at a given time or happened already in a, in a, in a certain time and getting stuck in a specific time or space or wanting to be somewhere else than where we are and thinking about that as opposed to appreciating where we are now and what Hashem wants from us. So then we're basically out of touch. So what it comes down to is are we thinking about you know, where am I now? That's a statement, very simple statement that, it, I mean, that kind of is focused on the idea of space, but you could, you could rephrase that statement to focus on any one of the three or just to focus tackling on all three simultaneously, which is really, you know, the ultimate consciousness, the ultimate, the ultimate feeling of, you know, being present is the idea of being, in, being able to be intentionally in the place where you are at this time and being conscious of where you are within yourself and what this means in terms of your own development uh, and how you relate, of course, to everyone else also within that space because, you know, you're not an individual alone. You're not alone in any given time, any space, or uh, within yourself uh, in terms of the relationship with other with other people, with other nefoshes. Uh So to be really... Conscious of it is, is also a question of, of understanding how to move within these spaces because the whole thing is about movement. The idea is that we, we have a certain mobility within all th- three of these dimensions and how we combine the dimensions together. Anyway, you get a feeling. I, don't, I can't go into too, many, too much detail here, but you get a feeling for the complexity and what we're really talking about here and how dynamic this is and how many areas of life it can be applied to um, that it really, you know, uh, demands a certain amount of attention um, to, you know, figure out how this uh, relates to our own life. So I hope that opened up a little bit the subject. It's a very deep subject, a very broad subject, and uh, hopefully this gives a little bit of insight.